turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Representation you all deserve. The following program is pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome on this Thursday evening to the Idala Power Hour. This is Arthur Idala. I am here with the one and only Joan Pelzer. Hello, Joan. Hello, Arthur Idala. How are you today? <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy day here. Today uh, was uh, a good day. I am. I have to go to a, an event tonight, but I got to get some sleep. Because tomorrow, my alarm will go off at 4.30 a.m. I heard. So I'll leave my house at 5 a.m. You know, I'll have to do my hair. <laughs> and um, I'll be at the studio at 5.30 with Al Gattulo and Joe Sibilia. And I will be sitting in the big chair of Joe Piscopo. Now, Alex, if you're, are you in that studio right now? I am in these studios. I have cleared out of Studio Four, so it could be all clear for you, Arthur, tomorrow. Don't worry; it'll it won't be well, a mess. Well, you know, right? you better make sure Gatulo's area is nice and clean because you don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I, I always do. I'm doing better at that. All right, if you want to progress apart, I'm working on that uh, every day. I work in that studio, so. All right, well, that's good. Um, we're going to have uh, Chief Michael Kemper on of the NYBD's uh, transit unit. And he's going to give us an update of what's going on for, at the subways. Unfortunately, we have a short show today because of um, Syracuse football. So we're only going to do this segment, and then we're going to talk to Chief Kemper in the next segment. And then you're going to hear some football. So it'll be a quickie. Um, I spoke on the show yesterday. I read the names of all of the children who were kidnapped in Israel. And as horrible as that was, and it was horrible, just reading the names and looking at those pictures, I then stayed here in the office, and I worked late night, and I guess it was my phone or something alerted me to what's going on, what was going on in real time in Maine. And it's like, at that time, they were saying 22 people were dead. I think they've now lowered that to... 18. 18, but there are a couple of people who are on ventilators and ICU, so let's see where we wind up. But, like, wow. Um, you know, I said yesterday when uh, <clears throat> Judge Kamins came into my office, my partner, and he looked at the cover of Jewish, Jewish Voice and he saw all those young people under 18, as young as nine months old, who were kidnapped. And he said, you know, you look at this and nothing else matters. 
Um, when this was going on, John Esposito was here, my partner, and I just said, thousands of lives are being altered right now. Thousands. Because if you extrapolate out everyone who was either killed, injured, or was just there and, and but lived through this you know, horrible event, it's thousands, it's maybe tens of thousands of lives. Because, you know, you know someone, I knew this person, I know that person, they, you know, I was just with them in school or I was with them in, you know, there's people, a lot of people around my age who got who were killed or seriously injured in their 50s and the bowling thing. There was a 10-year-old girl who I think she's okay, but she got shot um, or got grazed with a bullet 10 years old. You know, I know uh, gun control in this country is a, the gun to gun to control guns or not to, to control guns that is the question um having these kinds of weapons i don't know i mean can you really justify having that kind of weapon um i mean if someone comes into your house do you really need that kind of weapon if a bear comes into your backyard do you really need that kind of weapon and and well let's face it if the government was going to come and overthrow us doesn't matter if you had that kind of weapon so why do we have these people you you know we're going to talk to chief kemper about mental illness on the subways and the woman who got her very injured last week and that was done by a mentally ill person you know that's something we can't control right but there are things we can control and i know i know guns don't kill people people kill people right and the other argument is, like, if this guy heard voices like they're saying he did and he wanted to do something, if he didn't kill people by using these this, I think it's AR-15, then he would just make a pipe bomb and, you know, walk into the bowling alley and set it off there. But I don't know. I, I Look, <clears throat> I'm not a gun guy. Uh, I live, thank God, in a city where I think that the response time of the of a nine one one call is like six minutes or something like that or less. Um, and I know, believe me, under the wrong circumstances, six minutes can seem like six years. But I also know that there, when you have children in the house, as do I, the uh, the rate of children's death uh, with guns. I just hung up the phone um, talking about guns uh in, in a in a house where a 16 year old was killed and they're looking at the four, 14 year old brother as a suspect not intentional unintentional but you know for me um as i said i'm just not a gun guy have i fired a gun have i been to a range yes was my father in the army yes and he fired rifles and he had to carry a sidearm when he was a captain but you know it's just not my thing <clears throat> i got no issues with people having guns um, you know, if they're vetted properly, but this guy, obviously, who's an arms dealer, he obviously wasn't vetted properly. He just went on the psychiatric evaluation. He was hearing voices. You you get those warning signs put up. You got to do something. Like someone's got to step up and just say, okay, yeah, those guns in the house. Like on the domestic violence call from the NYPD, the first thing they ask when they come to the door is their weapons in the house, which is great, which is what they should do, but. Not to go off on the gun control t tangent, it's 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 <clears throat> goes back to mental illness, goes back to tragedies, and what can we do about it? We got to do better. We have to do better. 
more people got killed or almost as many people got killed last night in Maine as in the entire year of 2020. I think 2022, they had 29 homicides. So far, last night, they had 18. Um, and let's not let what happened in in Maine knock off what happened in and what's happening in Israel and what's happening here in America. Oh, my God. Pro-Hamas. How could you be pro-Hamas? I understand you're being pro-Palestinian, but pro-Hamas? Really? What those people did? I understand, okay, Palestinian people need a place to live, and you want to, you want to make that argument. That's one thing. But, like, I'm for the guys who killed all these people. There's a group of what is it, Muslim lesbian women who excluded the Jewish girls from coming to some movie or something like that. What idiots. If those Jewish Muslim girls, I'm sorry, those lesbian Muslim girls went to the wrong place in the Middle East, they'd be killed for being lesbians. One of my friends said, this is like the chickens rooting for Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's ridiculous. But maybe young people, I mean, that's why we don't give licenses until 21. And there are other laws where you got to be 25, like renting a car. Um, I'm really sorry for all, and we pray for all the people in my, in my in Maine, this guy is still on the loose as far as I know. The NYPD is preparing for them, for him possibly coming here. How crazy is that? So good luck to all the uh, law enforcement authorities trying to track him down. And uh, we're going to hear the straight poop from Michael Kemper, who's going to tell us uh, the chief of transit. NYPD is going to tell us what's going on in the subways. Don't go away. We'll be right back on the Idola Power Hour. Well, the only person talking about love and it seems nobody's interested in learning but the teacher segregation determination demonstration integration aggravation humiliation obligation to our nation remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible well the same rationale applies to adults too when we're feeling good we think everything is okay and we don't need a power of attorney or we think we don't need a health care proxy we think ah we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick well nothing could be further from the truth the fact is if something happens you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy what happens then then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you is that what you want of course not it's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. The National Italian American Foundation believes in celebrating and advancing the inspiring achievements and uplifting values of the Italian culture and presence in America. 
They do so by giving out almost a million dollars a year in scholarships to deserving Italian-American students and grants that promote Italian-related projects and in heritage travel that takes young Italian-Americans to Italy to visit the land of their ancestors through the signature Ambassador Peter F. Secchia Voyage of Discovery program. Moreover, the National Italian-American Foundation serves as the voice in our nation's capital for more than 15 million Americans of Italian heritage by working closely with the Italian-American Congressional Delegation and the Embassy of Italy in Washington, D.C. If you believe in protecting, preserving, and promoting Italian heritage and in strengthening and empowering the ties between the United States and Italy, please join in by enrolling in NIAF.org. That's NIAF.org. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students, and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. I was making love at you at different plans. Now she's getting love to somebody new. Hackney Diamonds. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. As promised, I have the one and only Chief Michael Kemper, the most handsome member of the NYPD's elite. Um, don't tell that to uh, Mr. Shell. You know, he'll give us a hard time. But uh, Mr. Uh, Chief, let me thank you so much. I know how busy you are, and um, but I also know how important. You are because um, a lot of listeners and and friends around me, I, you weren't on last week at all. And I got I got a hard time. They gave me a hard time. They're like, "Why aren't you having Kemper on?" They're like, "You know, at least we we, we you know we're getting the, the straight poop." I would say from the horse's mouth, but I don't want to offend you and thinking that you're a horse. So, for those of you who don't know, Chief Michael Kemper, he is the chief of transit. Um, I was all over the transit system yesterday, and I had positive experiences i mean michael if i may chief i should mm-hmm. say you know is there a, a homeless guy sleeping on a bench not laying across the whole bench just sitting there and bent over and yeah i mean but he's not really he's not bothering anyone he wasn't hurting anyone was there one guy kind of just roaming the platform who probably has some sort of mental illness yeah but he wasn't bothering anyone. He wasn't hurting anyone. You know, you feel bad for these people. I, I mean, I wasn't fearful. Um, and I saw plenty of police officers down there. So without further ado, take it away, Chief Kemper. First of all, thank you for that uh, kind intro. And uh, I, I agree. 
definitely better looking than John Shell. That's for sure. <laughs> By the way, that but, is uh, the John's the what the chief of the department is that his title? Chief, chief of patrol. patrol. I'm, Sorry, I'm, I'm the transit, and uh, and I, and we kid. Listen, I, I know John Shell a long time. We're good friends, and uh, we. I'm kid. aware. We, kid. we always do. So, without kidding, tell us what's going on uh, underground there, Chief. So, Arthur, uh, we haven't spoken the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's busy. You know, every day uh, seems to be a challenge. But, uh, you know, crime, you know, again, we're going to talk crime, and then we're going to talk a couple of uh, incidents that have occurred that, uh, you know, real nasty, high-profile incidents that I, I'd, I'd like to speak about. Um, but, you know, you know, just right off the bat, crime year to date is, is still just – we're down – um, just under five percent for the year, you know. Murders are down, rapes are down, robberies are down, grand losses are down, shooting incidents are down. You know, there is an outlier. Um, it's assaults, and we are up year to date in assaults. And uh, that increase really started um, uh, about a month ago, maybe four or five weeks ago, uh, where we uh, started taking assaults and. Uh, I mean, that's where we are. And, you know, when looking at the assaults, I think it's really important to, you know, just speak about, like, you know, who's who, who were the victims. And, listen, we have a lot of victims, but there's two categories that really jump off the page, and that's cops and MTA employees. And, you know, if you look at assaults year-to-date, and those are felony assaults I'm talking about. Um, you know, if you look at th- those two categories – and you combine them for the year, that's just under just under 30% of all assaults uh, year-to-date in a subway system are either on a cop or an MTA employee, if you can imagine 30, that. 30%? Yes, sir, 30%. And, you know, that doesn't, uh, um, you, know, you know, say a lot. You know, what does where people, you know, our cops are stopping people. We're asking them to do, uh, do a job. It's a dangerous job. It's a challenging job. And... You know, people are, are assaulting them. It's just unacceptable. And the same thing with the MTA employees. I mean, just envision yourself uh, or, or a family member just going to work, trying to provide, and uh, uh, you're being assaulted when, you, when you're uh, at work. Mind, you, you know, sometimes just minding your own business. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, uh, the, uh, the Penny case, so the Marine who choked a guy out on the subway and, you know, self-defense, the lawyers in that case submitted a um, submitted a bunch of affidavits from other passengers on that car that said mm-hmm. it was the scariest moments of their life, and they look at Penny as a hero because they didn't know what this. I mean, this guy is saying, "I mean, I'm ready to go to jail. I want to kill people," and my understanding is that was totally unprovoked. Uh, but Chief Kemper talking about the subways and talking about assaults. And I don't know if, how how hard it is to keep statistics on this, but what percentage of these guys are just mentally ill and should be maybe in Bellevue and not on the R train? You know, it's 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 hard. You know, it's hard to really quantify that um, because you know with HIPAA laws and 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 uh, you know there are people that are, are suffering from mental illness and and. That we just there are no records in 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 New York City of them being treated. Uh, was that documented on Nader card? How was that documented? I, I I think a real answer, like you you know, would be you know far too many. 
you know, just far too many. Look, let, let's talk about an incident that occurred last week, Wednesday, and this is this is a uh, this is an incident that that personally bothers me, and um, it hurts me. And, and as I'm going to tell you this story, uh, um, you'll understand why. But uh, and this is an incident that that uh, you, you know got a lot of media attention, and rightfully so, because it, it was that heinous. So, you know, I want to bring you back to Wednesday, last Wednesday, the 18th of October. I want to bring you into Manhattan. I want to bring you to the 53rd and 5th Street Station. I want to bring you to about 12 in the afternoon. And we have a 30-year-old uh, woman uh, who uh, who's on her way to work. Uh, she works in Manhattan in Midtown at a store. Uh, she gets off the train. Uh, she's by herself. She's on a platform. And as the train's pulling out, uh, totally unprovoked, uh, some guy, and I'm being nice calling him a guy, um, walks over to her and, you know, unprovoked pushes her, causing her head to strike the train as the train's pulling out of the station. The train continues to uh, pull out of the station, and she's dazed, confused, and, you know, from her head striking the train, and uh, she falls off the platform, you know, onto the uh, train tracks, onto the roadbed. You know, fortunately, there were people in the station that witnessed what occurred, and they helped her off the roadbed back onto the platform, you know, called 911, you know, called the police, ambulance responded, and uh, she, she uh, you know, she's critically injured. Uh, she suffered uh, real, real nasty trauma to her head. She had to uh, go in for surgery, and uh, she's currently uh, still hospitalized critically. And, um, you know, I, I, I pray for her. I, I really do. I pray for her. I pray for her family uh, that all's going to work out. And I, I truly believe it will. The individual that did that, Arthur, was identified almost immediately. Within two, three hours, we, we had a name uh, of who did that. And that's a credit to uh, the witnesses. That's a credit to the video in the subway system, which, by the way, is fabulous. And that's a credit to the detectives that... Uh, put that all together quickly uh, that individual was arrested the next day um uh, in new jersey in newark he was picked up from the video that we released someone recognized him and uh uh you know charges are pending on him uh but there you go that that individual when you well, look at him he's he's got he's got the uh, you know he's got a psych history and and, and this is exactly uh, the type of incident this is this is everyone's worst fear Okay, so um, we're talking to Chief Mike Kemper of the NYPD. He's the chief of transit. So, Chief Kemper, obviously, you guys can't find every sick guy out there, right? Who's going to do something horrific like this? Push someone on the tracks, push someone against the train. There are there are conversations, let's just say, about these like lucite, I guess it is, protect uh, protective gates or sliding doors that would be on yep. the platform before. You know, and that they wouldn't open until the train pulled in, and then when the train pulled in, you uh, you know you'd get on, and and then I guess the plastic doors would close so that nobody could push you against the train when the train pulls out of the station. I can only imagine the cost of that, but could you talk a little bit about these protective gates, Chief Camper? Yeah, and that's the conversation, and that's a topic that that people talk about, and. Uh, you, you see this. You see exactly what we're talking about in different cities throughout 
the world. You know, you see it in Europe. I mean, I, I've personally seen it in, uh, I was in Japan, I was in uh, London. Um, but look, I mean, that, that's a question really uh, to the NTA. It's not really a question. If you're asking me if uh, I would support that personally, listen, I, you know, I would, I would say I'd support anything that would improve the safety for our riders. Uh, but I, you know, I personally don't have the authority or, or the wherewithal to install them. Uh, that's that's a question I would have to uh, refer you to the MTA. But I will say this: that's a topic of conversation, and a lot of people talk about that. Okay, um, Chief Kemper, what about people jumping a turnstile? You know, how are we doing on that? Because you know, my opinion that that sets the tone for the environment in the in, in the subway system. Yeah, Arthur, that's a, this is another um, topic that, that, you know, the turnstile fare evasion that uh, seems to be, uh, you know, a, a priority of, of our riders. And, and and that's a priority of ours. And that, that's been, a, a, a you know, a big part of our, our deployment and our crime reduction strategy uh, this year. We're up tremendously. We have over 100 and, uh, over 105 fare evasion contacts this year. You know, I always talk contacts, and what I mean by that is either a summons or an arrest. Over 105,000, actually over 108,000 right now, if you want to get the, okay. you know, to the day. Because, Mike, no disrespect, you're like, yeah, we've had 105 contacts this year. I go, 105? There's like 3 million people, 4 million rides in subway. 8,000. Okay, yeah, well, you left off the thousand part, my friend. <laughs> my friend. I'm sorry, let me, let me be clear, 108,000. Thousand okay. fare evasion, not 108. No, I, I apologize if I left that off. But uh, you know, and that's a you know that's a tremendous increase uh, from last year, from what we were doing in years past. I mean, it's a 52 percent increase from last year. Um, and, and look, truth be told, we can't be at every uh, you know turnstile in the subway system. It's just not possible. Uh, but we are out there. We have uniform cops positioned and. Listen, the Transit Bureau has plainclothes, you know, real, real plainclothes cops, uh, you know, working the subway system. So I think it's important to ride to see that also. All right. I, Chief Kemper, I appreciate uh, you finding the time for us today. Um, I didn't bother you last week because you had a lot going on, but I hopefully you'll be back again next week. And uh, thanks for all your hard work. And, uh, you know, you and the rest of the NYPD, uh, you know, I, I don't need to tell you how much you're appreciated by myself and, and, and our family here at AM 970, The Answer, and all of the New Yorkers who, who I know who appreciate all you guys do. Arthur, you're a good man. Thank you much. Be well. And Joan, be well. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much. All right, folks, that's a wrap tonight. Um, we got some Syracuse football coming up here at AM 970, The Answer. We will be back tomorrow, live and local, AM 970, The Answer, the Arthur Idala Power Hour. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. The preceding program was pre-recorded. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low you'll scream. 
Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com That's BayRidgeHonda.com These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. 